Good morning, guys. Good morning. What's going on today? It's good to see you guys back. And uh, yeah, it's good to have you guys here as we continue on our morning study or afternoon study or whatever time that you're listening to this study on Galatians as we do our daily devotional. And uh, yeah, I want to remind you guys that this is uh, simple, that we can all do this. And all we have to do is just look at um, what the what the word is actually saying, what's going on in the passage, and then uh, who God is. Uh, and then what the passage also says about man, and then how we can apply it to our lives. So let's continue on with Galatians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. It says, uh, Then after an interval of 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along, uh, along also. It was because of a revelation that I went up, and I submitted to them the gospel which I preached among the Gentiles. But I did so in private to those who were of reputation, for fear that I might be running or had run in vain. But not even Titus, who was with me, though he was a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. But it was because of the false brethren secretly brought in, who had sneaked in to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, in order to bring us into bondage. But we did not yield in subjection to them for even an hour, so that the truth of the gospel will remain with you. But from those who were of high reputation, what they were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. Well, those who were of reputation contributed nothing to me, but on the contrary, seeing that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been to the circumcised, for he was effectually worked for Peter in his apostleship to the circumcised, effectually worked for me also to the Gentiles. And recognizing the grace that had been given to me, James and Cephas and John, who were reputed to be pillars, gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, so that we might go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They only ask us to remember the poor, the very thing I also was eager to do. So uh, what's the passage talking about? What is, is exactly going on? Well, I think Paul is continuing from last chapter where he's talking about kind of his testimony, or really he's giving a little bit more clarification to why the gospel that he taught them from the very beginning was the true gospel. Because remember when we started out, it said, why have you gone away from the gospel that was preached? And he says, and if somebody preached another gospel himself or even an angel, they should be accursed. They should be damned because that gospel is so important. And so now he's he's saying how he got the gospel that he originally preached and who all testified to the truth of this gospel. Because I think that maybe the people, the Galatians that are uh, uh, he's writing to, may be wondering um, how they know that his gospel is the true gospel and not the gospel that these Judaizers are talking about. And again, Judaizers are people who think they need Jesus plus the law, Jesus plus works. And that's just not the case. And so whenever he is uh, talking to the people about his um, um, way in which he learned this gospel, the way in which he lived this gospel, and then also the way in which he told this gospel, the gospel that he spoke, uh, he's saying this is the authentic true gospel. Uh, because he said, I even told it to the elders, the pillars, John, Peter, and James. Two of them are apostles, and one is the brother, actually three of them are apostles. I meant two are disciples, and one is the brother of Jesus. And he said that he told these people, they agreed with him and believed in what he said. Even, and so he adds this about Titus not being circumcised. Because remember last week we talked about how circumcision, it may have been last week, maybe the week before, but we talked about how circumcision was the entrance into the covenant community for the Old Testament. So whoever wanted to be a part of the people of God, 
That is, the Israelites or the Jews had to be circumcised to enter into that community. And so when Titus, when Paul brings Titus up here preaching the gospel and all of these Judaizers, these people who say you have to follow the law, saying you have to be circumcised to be a Christian, well, he doesn't allow Titus to be circumcised. He does not allow Titus to be overcome by these uh, oppressions or persuasions to do so. And he, he tells that because whenever he goes up and talks to the pillars of the community, James, John, and Peter, Titus is there. And he openly says that he is not going to circumcise Titus, that Titus will not be circumcised. And they agree. They agree that the gospel that he preached is the right gospel. Furthermore, he also says that he preaches the same gospel as Peter. Peter is preaching a gospel to the Jews, not of circumcision to enter into the covenant, but of Jesus Christ's sacrifice for their sins, that he died, was buried, and raised on the third day. That is the gospel that Peter is preaching, and it is the same gospel that he says is working effectually, which means that really that's the same two things. It's working and it's effectual, that it is saving people. And it's the same gospel that Paul preaches for salvation. Um, so the, the, the next thing is, is what, who is God in this? Well, uh, God is the same God. That's, that's one thing that I, I get from this is that when God reveals himself true, then he reveals himself true to everyone. You see, the same gospel that, that Paul preaches is the same gospel that Peter preaches. You see, because God is an unchanging God. God does not change. That's one of his attributes. It's called immutability. And so when God says one thing, he stands by it. He is faithful. And so because he has made a way for us to be saved, this is the way that we must be saved. And there is no difference. There is no difference. I think, uh, um, what does it say about man? Well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. One more thing about a God, God is that he shows no partiality. That means God is just. That means he does uh, uh, one thing for one thing for one person, another thing for another, justly. He he does not care if you are Greek or Jew or uh, American or Russian, black, white, male, female. That uh, uh, he is, shows no partiality in his kingdom. No nation is despised. No community is left out. That's why God says all the nations, preach the gospel to all the nations. In Revelation, it says all the nations, all the tribes, all the tongues, because there is no partiality uh, in God. What's it say about man? Well, uh, I think that it says about men that uh, uh, we are to um, love the poor. That was literally the the only thing um, that uh, James Peter and John had to say to Paul. He said, you have to love the poor. It says that, uh, yes, you're teaching the right gospel. You're giving the truth about God's word. You're talking to people, talking to men about Jesus and that salvation. And as you do so, don't forget the poor. Don't forget the poor. So as, as, as people, we need to remember the poor. That, that, I think that's what it's saying about uh, um, the Bible, or about the Bible, sorry. That's what it's saying about man in this passage. Another thing that it, it says about man is that we're to follow God no matter what. 
You see, last, uh, and this follows from last verse because he says, am I trying to please God or am I trying to please man? Because I'm, I'm not trying to please man, I wouldn't be a bondservant of God. And so Titus, he continues on and talks about Titus, who is um, not going to be circumcised because he is trying to please God. He's saying that I am not going to be circumcising Titus because my goal and aim is not to make you guys happy. My goal and aim is to follow the Lord Christ. And so that's one thing is we got to remember that it is about serving the Lord and not about uh, serving man. And uh, the last thing is, is how can I apply this to my life? Like, what can I do to uh, uh, use these scriptures to inform me and in how to live? Well, I need to take care of the poor. Uh, I, I need to do that. Yeah, I need to love the poor. And I also need to uh, uh, not show partiality myself. If we cross-reference with James, it says, don't let the rich man sit at the good place and the poor man sit in the bad place just because they seemingly, outwardly, and I say that because um, all people have value and all people have uh, gifts. And we talked about that a couple weeks ago, that all people, or a couple days ago, that all people have gifts that need to be used in the church. And just because uh, one may seem greater, one may seem less, they all uh, work together for the body to be used. And so just because a person seemingly has more worth to the community, we don't sit them in the front seat and a person who doesn't have much worth in the back. There's no partiality, James says. Don't sit the rich man up front and the poor man out back. We all are equal uh, uh, in the kingdom of God. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's what I got to remember is I got to see people as people. And I can't confer on them some type of value um, to them, but I have to treat them each as an image bearer of God. I appreciate you guys for listening today. And uh, yeah, what are you going to use or how are you going to apply this scripture to your life today, man? I'd like for you to think about that, man. I'll see you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. <laughs>